For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday. Isaac, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Doc, man? I'm feeling good, uh, looking good. I'm ready to work today. Listen, after a very, uh, I'll say, tedious offseason thus far, as far as uh, getting in the position to uh, add quality to your team, man, this draft is over. It was always a... Uh, 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 a grand show it's turned into. So just having it in, in, in the state and city of Cleveland, um, uh, a place where f- football is beloved in the state of Ohio. Uh, it was a grand show, man. I enjoy uh, seeing these young guys get drafted. Uh, I enjoy seeing the, the, the former players uh, with the selection, uh, calling out players who have been recently drafted by their former franchise event. It's awesome. It's an awesome show. And just to see the celebration on faces and the hugs by families, uh, man, just a dream come true for a lot of these guys, man. So it always gets me excited, Doc. Speaking of a celebration, man, the L.A. Rams, of course, we have been interested because that is our team. That's who we wanted to see what they were going to do during this draft weekend. The draft is finally over, man. You know, we had some thoughts on who we think they should – not really who we think they should draft, but what positions we think they should focus on. Now, the, the Rams, seven rounds, man. We got nine new dudes that we drafted, bro. Uh and as I go down this list, man, I'm looking at the positions, man. We got two wide receivers, two linebackers, two defensive linemen, one cornerback, one tight end who was a wide receiver, but it's probably going to be tight end, as they say, and one running back. Now, what I don't see right there, Isaac, no offensive lineman drafted, man, which absolutely perplexes me. But how do you feel about – how our LA, how our LA Rams did in the 2021 NFL draft, man. I think we did good, Doc. I think uh, you know, first and foremost, I mean, just going in with the mindset that uh, Coach McVay had before the start of this draft season, um, you know, he wanted more explosive plays on offense. So, um, first of all, we did that. I mean, our draft began with free agency. I mean, we've shown that the last couple of years. I mean, last year, our first round draft pick was one Jalen Ramsey. This year, it's uh, um, Matthew Stafford, uh, the new quarterback, the new position quarterback for, for us this year. So he's our first round pick this year. Now, just adding to uh, those two players, 
just going in this draft, you you want to make sure that, you know, from Coach McVay's standpoint, that you have some guys that can add more explosion to an offense uh, that's very creative and that, that's looking to get the ball down the field. You know, we, were, we, were, we are a run-heavy team, and we want to base our production off the run. So, therefore, you got to be able to have guys that can take the top off the defense, Deshaun Jackson being one of those guys. Uh, our brand new Tutu Atwell. I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss a little bit. These guys are explosive, man. They get the balls in their hand. Uh, you have to cover these guys. You have to, if you if you get an opportunity to get these guys in space, they can do a whole lot of damage. But just some of the picks, man. Like I said, we were more interested in kind of finding guys to plug and play. You know, when you have huge names like Aaron Donalds on defense, the Jalen Ramsey's on defense, man. You can do a lot more than what a lot of other defenses can't do schematic-wise because you have future Hall of Famers at positions uh, playing together in their prime right now. So being able to just plug and play these guys, get these guys in, get them acclimated to what we do, uh, the culture of the Los Angeles Rams, get them acclimated to the city. You got some small city guys coming to big city, to the big city of Los Angeles. So it's all about that uh, orientation process now. So I'm, I'm pleased with the draft. I'm pleased with the way we went as far as the players that we took and looking forward to how looking forward to see how they fit and, and uh, how we'll move forward with them. I'm all right with it, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say I like it, but I ain't going to say I dislike it either. Now you made a good point. Matthew Stafford is uh, technically basically like our first round draft pick this season because we traded for him in the off season, sent Jerry Goff to Detroit and got Matthew you know, uh, in L.A., which is something we needed to do. We needed to address the quarterback situation. But Isaac, who going to protect him, man? I mean, you got you got the quarterback you need. You know we needed to upgrade the position. And now, right now, I expected them to at least grab at least one offensive lineman, man. And I, I know all these other positions, we're not really looking for starters. But on the offensive line, I think we should have went after a starter because as you look at you only got big Andrew Whitworth and big Rob are really the only two on the offensive line who are considered starters. Everybody else, man, you don't know what position they're going to play on the offensive line. So that's what I'm tripping off of, man, that they didn't address the offensive line position during the draft because we know that, you know, Super Bowls are won based off how teams draft, not necessarily in free agency. And, uh, you know, not being – I know we're going to get to some positive, but I'm just I'm just disappointed, man, we didn't snatch any offensive linemen to protect Matthew Stafford. Well, well here's the thing, Doc. When you look around the National Football League at these offenses um, and you look at their offensive line group, it's probably, you know, either one and a half guy that, that are household names. I mean, that you can just name off the top of your tongue. I mean, for us, Andrew Whitworth is that guy. You know, in, in other places, uh, San Francisco, for, for example, Trent Williams, he's that guy. So, but everybody else on that line, you know, you, you have some, some issues, uh, you know, kind of figuring out who these guys are. And, and, and hopefully you're not figuring out who they are in a bad way for these guys constantly getting beat or jumping off sides or having pre-snap uh, penalties and that stuff. But at the same time, if they're just doing their job and they're just going with the flow, being taught how the Rams uh, pass protect and how they run the football, hey, man, you probably won't know their names. You, I mean, they're, they're not the flashy guys. They're not the guys who, uh, you know, that, that are holding the press conferences every every week. They probably get fined in their own rooms for doing press conferences. That's, that's who these guys are. But at the same time, when they're not doing their job, 
that's when they, they get the negative attention. So it's kind of like it's kind of like the kickers from a from a standpoint, you know, like you always say, <laughs> if, if you don't hear from them, they're doing their job as you shouldn't hear from them. So, but you know, there's a lot of talented offensive linemen that are out there. Maybe the Rams uh, probably just wait to see who gets released because you have that little that 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 next wave of free agency that'll come. Uh, you know, after June first and with the salary cap uh, casualties that will happen. And then there's some young uh, uh, offensive linemen, defensive linemen that didn't get drafted in this draft that we'll probably bring in and see if we can develop these guys and turn them into a professional football player from some form of fashion and just give them an opportunity. Those guys who right now that, that we call it black money when we were in school, if you didn't get drafted, you know, you either you either sink into depression or you just put another chip on your soul and you say, you know what? When they bring me in, I'm going to prove to them why I should have been drafted and probably end up starting and turn into a perennial pro bowler. So it's funny how that works, and that's the beauty of football. And uh, I'm sure the Sneeds, Les Sneeds of the world, they've done their homework. Uh, Sean McVay, he's done his homework. We know how to bring these guys in, get them acclimated uh, to what we do, and, and let them play football, man. Now, the Rams' first draft pick didn't have any first-round draft picks, but did and was able to get to work on day two. Second pick, man, second-round pick, pick number 57, the Rams' first pick. They went with the wide receiver from Louisville, man, Tutu Atwell. Now, Tutu's a little bitty dude, man, 155 pounds, man. So, I, <laughs> hey, I see – look, bro, his, his job is strictly going to go, go deep. We ain't talking about no crossing patterns, no underneath, no drag routes. And I can see that they, you know, we needed to address being able to talk, talk, take the top off the defense. We kind of did that with Deshaun Jackson, but Deshaun has a tendency to get hurt. So they went out and get, get Tutu. Tutu just going because he's running a 4-3-2. But I guarantee you, Isaac, we, Tutu ain't trying to go across the field, bro. Not at all. But Tutu, man, wide receiver from Louisville, man. How you, how you feel about Mr. Tutu? Well, first of all, I guarantee that you are wrong. It's not the size of the dog fight, <laughs> right. but it's the size of the fight in the dog. We're not talking about Julian Johnson right here. We're not talking about JJ. No. Oh, come on. Don't, don't, don't hey, do let's be, let's, uh, oh, Lord. Hey, I like being real. I like being authentic. You know, Juice, Juice, the, the JJ we know, he probably should have been a rapper or something like that, but he's not this guy. Doc, this guy, Tutu Atwell, is a football player via South Florida. That should tell you all you need to know. He played for one of the powerhouses here in South Florida, Miami Northwesterns, that has won multiple state championships and one of the toughest, what we call the SEC of high school football divisions here in South Florida. He was a quarterback, very dominant. So he's won on every level, Doc. This guy's a competitor. And you talk about this guy not being able to go across the middle. Oh, yes, he's going across the middle. He, he, he's a hundred and 55 pounds worth of pop. And this dude will definitely help the Los Angeles Rams as far as everything that we like to do, separation, catching the football, getting up and down the field, and he'll also help us from a special team standpoint as well. There's a very high draft pick for a guy that played quarterback in high school, so he knows offense to be added to this offense. So Sean McVay went out and got a guy that he wanted. You look around the league, you got your Cole Beasley's, you got these slot guys, Elijah Moore, that went to the Jets in the uh, late first, second round, early second round. These guys are, are valuable. You got to have you one or two of them because when, when things get tight underneath, they're, they're an extension of the running game, and you got to have these guys on your team. We have us one now in 2-2 Atwell, 
Welcome to the fold, big fella. Yeah, welcome to the fold. I don't know about big fella, but welcome to the fold, little fella. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but look, hey, I, I like Tutu. You know, I'm just saying, man, you know, 155 pounds, I know it sounds good, but bro, once you cross that middle and you see them big old linebackers, man, and some of these big DBs. Now, I'm hoping he is that dude, but what we need him to do, because Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, that's what they do, dog. They can do those things, you know what I'm saying? So we don't need him crowding up, let them go to work. But I'm just glad that we got somebody that can take the hat off of a defense, man, because running the 4-3-2, four, three, four, three, cats don't understand how fast that really is. You have a lot of dudes be lying, be like, man, what you run? 4-5, four, 4-4. Four, four. That's fast, but a 4-3-2, man, and I know you like him because he's from South Florida, and I like him too because he's the L.A. Ram. I'm hoping that little 2-2 can do some 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 big things, little fella. Well, not not only is he fast, Doc. I mean, four three two is fast, but you know, fast guy that's got fast guys that aren't quick. He is fast and he's quick. So you get this guy to football in space, Doc. He's a hard tackle. You know, he's a, you got to get your hands on him. Uh, you got to grab him. You got to corral this guy because he'll he'll pop and take it sixty real quick. I believe you. Yeah, now I believe, and you are exactly right because a lot of people don't understand. Just because somebody's fast, that doesn't necessarily mean they're quick, and just because somebody's quick, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're fast. Now, sometimes when you get somebody like Tutu that's fast and quick, you really got something right there. So the Rams going with Tutu in this second round pick, number fifty-seven. Now, round three with the hundred and third pick, the Rams did and addressed the position I felt like they needed to address. Man, they went out and get the linebacker Ernest Jones from South Carolina, man. And we need to add some strength. They need to add some add some depth, you know, to go with, you know, cats like Michael Kaiser and Traven Howard and Troy Reader and Kenny Young. But my man comes out, man. The thing I like about him that he he's tough. He'll run you down. But, you Isaac, anytime you get a player, man, especially on defense from the SEC, and you pick him in the third round, they can, they can ball out, bro, because the SEC is the mini NFL of a college football, man. So are you happy that the Grams did address the linebacker position in this slot right here? I think it was a great pick for us, man. And just like you mentioned, Ernest Jones coming from South Carolina and the SEC, you know, just, just look at the, the, the level of competition that he faced, the Alabamas, the Auburns, uh, the Tennessees, uh, uh, guys and schools and programs that are focused on big boy football, running the football, stopping the run. Uh, there's a level of competitiveness that we know to be in the SEC, and I think he has it written all written all over. I mean, he his coach while at South Carolina, his I think his entire career was uh you know the coach just got fired. He, he's he's a defensive minded guy. Must um, yeah, must jump. He's a defensive guy, minded guy for for a lot of years. So he's going to go out and get future NFL players to play in his defense. And I think Ernest Jones was one of those guys. And I think he's going to help us out. I mean, the, the guys who can run, who can be that hybrid type guy who can probably cover the tight ends, the more versatile tight ends that we have in the league uh, uh, this time, and also rush the passers. So um, we, a guy like him can, can, can be that guy. He can stop that run playing behind Aaron Donald. And at the same time, be on the field on, on third and long and rush the passers. So, when you get a tight player like that and get him with the 103rd pick, man, it's a gym. We just got to sh- uh, bring him on in and teach him how to play. I like him, man, because he's joining a top-ranked defense. But not only that, man, but, man, I hear a puncher in your face, bro. He'll smack you in your face, mask, and he gets, at, he gets after you like you owe him some money or you just said something about his mama. <laughs> 
he constantly, he constantly stay at that ass, man. So that's what I like about him, watching some highlights and watching them play and watching some clips on the man that Ernest Jones going to come get you. He going to come get you, like I said, like you said something about his mama. Now, the fourth round, hey, they won with the deep tackle, man. Even before, I, you know, I just like the dude's name, Bobby Brown the third, man, because I immediately started thinking about Bobby Brown. But a lot of people like Bobby Brown the third because, you know, we needed to replace – Michael Brockers, he got up out of here. And Morgan Fox is up out of here. Then you got a big dude like this, man. 6'4", 320 pounds, man. Uh, he led the Aggies, Texas A&M, coming out of Texas A&M with five and a half sacks. And a lot of people like him because, you know, uh, because of his size and because of his physicality. And another thing about him, we're not expecting him to start, but he can he can provide some depth playing behind guys like A.D. and Joseph Day and Big A. Sean. So I do love this move more than the first two that the Rams made because watching Bobby Brown, man, I just like them big old dudes that's down low, man, in the trenches and absolutely can go to work. <laughs> Bobby Brown, man, I mean, all hopes is that he's not a tenderoni and every little step he takes, man, will be, you know, to, towards his <laughs> destiny. But, you know, listen, he's 6'4", 320. And, you know, once he gets around, you know, guys like Aaron Donald, who's been, who's been, perennial defensive player of the year man it rubs off doc so i think he's in a special place place and if he doesn't come in he doesn't have to come in with the pressure of being the starter right off the rip but his goal should be to be the starter in this defense but i think it's a great pick for us because we got another run stopper uh especially late in games where teams try to go into that four minute offense and just run the football and try you know just run out clock so you got a guy like this that can stop the run and make you force an offense to do something that they don't want to do late in the game, which is throw the football. So I think adding him is really, really good. I mean, I think he comes from uh, uh, Texas A&M, which is the SEC once again. I mean, just, just the confidence and the coaching that they have on that level uh, by those by those SEC coaches, man. They, they know what to expect. They, they on purposely go out and recruit future NFL football players and then have guys there for three plus years to be able to de develop these guys and teach them how to play and how to play winning football. You know, uh, guys like Bobby Brown and, and his size is going to help a defense like ours. And Bobby Brown, now you can't be like Bobby Brown in New Edition. Now you got to stay on beat. You got to stay within the group. You can't step out be trying to solo, man, when it's rap time to sing. So that means when it's Aaron Donald's time to shine, man, he can freelance. You can't freelance Bobby Brown until you prove yourself. Now, the Rams had three draft picks Three picks in the fourth round. Bobby Brown, they got, then they went and got Robert Rochelle, a cornerback of Central Arkansas, cornerback from Central Arkansas. I just love the reason, you know, they got Robert because they did address the cornerback position because Troy Hill got up out of there and they do need some depth at cornerback to go out and get Robert Rochelle. I, I ain't going to even, I, haven't, I ain't seen the dude play too much because he played at Central Arkansas, but the Rams love him. I love him. And the next pick in the fourth round, Jacob Harris, Central Florida. Now, dude play wide receiver. But they're saying the Rams are going to put him at tight end, 6'5", 211 pounds. Now, you know, anything you want to say or how you feel about Robert Rochelle from Central Arkansas or Jacob Harris? Uh, because, you know, playing tight end, man, you know, we already got Tyler Higby. Uh, my man, you know, he puts in work, but we, we, we lost my man Gerald Everett during the offseason. So Jacob can come in can possibly get some playing time in tight end, but I'm glad – I am glad to see that we did address the cornerback position to try to get somebody to add some depth. Uh, you know we already got Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey. He just does his thing. Yeah, it gives us it gives us some depth 
And to add a guy like Rochelle, man, who, who, who's, who's very versatile. I mean, you can put him at the safety position. You can put him at cornerback. He's a big body, six foot, 193 pounds. And, uh, you know, once again, he's going to be sitting in that meeting room with Jalen Ramsey every day. And hopefully, you know, he picks his brain from, from all everything that I've heard about Robert is a very smart guy. And being smart is being able to know that you have two ears and one mouth. So when you have a Jalen Ramsey pouring into you, man, just go ahead and catch it. Go ahead and, and try it and, and risk it all on the practice field so that when you get in the game, it, it, it's a lot more easier for you. So um, I think it's a, a great pick. It's a value pick at 130. So just to bring this guy in to help fortify this defense, you know, with everything that we lost, we needed guys to come in and plug and play and just have a body over there. Because, you know, first and foremost, a lot of these guys have to learn how to play zone, Doc. You know, coming in from uh, the, the conferences that they came in from, you have to teach them where to be and when to be there, who you got and how to get them. So, um, you know, you have to teach them how to be, where to be in the zone. And I think the more easier part of it for a guy like Robert is that, you know, he's probably best at man-to-man. So you're not getting that every down. And to add the receiver, Jacob Harris, man, a, a guy that's probably going to move down. Uh, you probably have to teach him to block a little bit, uh, put him on the stakes for a couple of years so he can get some, you know, some, some, some buff up a little bit. Some ass so on him, bro. Yeah, these, yeah. Absolutely. Block yeah. some of these defensive ends, but at the same time, not lose that speed because you want him to be a mismatch uh, running down the middle of the field against linebackers and guys who probably won't end up covering the wide receiver type. So if having a Jacob Harris gives you an opportunity to turn him into maybe a Kyle Pitts, hey, man, that's a great pick for us. Now, now I, it, it, you, and I'm with you on that. Now, Robert Rochelle, he did have five picks last season at Central Arkansas, man. So that's pretty, pretty impressive. And Jacob, now I tell you now, it looks good on paper, man, to, you know, to be drafted or whatever. But when you move from wide receiver to tight end, bro, it's, that's a huge, you know, I ain't, you know, uh, I ain't going to call no names, but I played with a big dude, man, that played tight end in college and they try to, <laughs> they try to, they try to move him to fullback. Uh, uh, in the in the NFL, he just wasn't having it, dog. <laughs> Cause it's a, it's a total it's a total different monster from tight end to fullback. Uh, 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 it's just a total different monster, man. So going from wide receiver to tight end, yeah, bro, you gotta not only you gotta learn how to block, you gotta uh, get ready to get physical and get be ready to be constantly smacked upside your head, man. Yeah, there's there's a, a retraining process that that, you know, players that do that switch positions and move to have to go through. So um, you have to change your muscle memory. I mean, you're used to breaking the huddle, going out wide. But now, you know, you're probably, you know, constantly left right next to that left tackle or that right tackle. And, uh, you know, it's a different world for you. So if you take the training, uh, get pound or stop pounding somebody. So, I mean, the weight room should be his best friend as 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 long as as well as his new position coach, his tight end coach, so that he can be successful in this league. Yeah, and I can say the name, man. It's my it was my rookie year with the St. Louis Rams. It was big Ernie Conwell, man. Ernie played tight end at Washington, man. They tried to move him to fullback. Ernie was like, at the camp, Ernie was like, no, dog, I don't want to have nothing to do with this. <laughs> Ernie was like, I don't want to have. Nothing to do with this position right here. And they eventually moved him back to tight end, his natural position. And he had a nice, long career, man. And, Absolutely. You know, he, play, Absolutely. He, he was good, wasn't he, dog? He was good at tight end. Very good. Very strong, fast. Uh, guy who could get down the middle of the field helped me out tremendously, man. So 
I love all my former tight ends, man. Those 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 guys made me me. Hey Ernie, what's up, brother? I just I just I'm laughing because I just remember a couple of plays. Ernie got he was like, look, man, I don't know if I think they were trying to make him like Moose, like Daryl Johnson, because yeah. Ernie was a big, you know, muscular dude, but Ernie just wasn't having nothing to do with that fullback position because that position, that is a trust me, man, that is extremely, extremely violent. But uh real quickly, man, going through the Rams other picks, round five, man. They went and got Ernest Brown fourth defensive lineman for Northwestern. You know, Northwestern has had a, a lot of success here. Uh, uh, my man, man, the former, you know, the, the head coach there, Fitzgerald. So the Rams going out to get some more depth on that defensive line. Don't really know if they really needed to add any more depth. You got one. AD rarely misses games, but, you know, you did lose a couple of dudes. So I guess they trying to, you know, replace Brockers and Morgan Fox with two dudes in the draft, which they did that. But Ernest Brown the fourth, I ain't, you know, I ain't against that. But then when you go round seven, now Jake Funk running back from Maryland. Hey, man, congratulations to you. But to be honest with you, I don't know. I have no idea why the Rams wouldn't draft a running back. I, I have no idea. You got three, you got four, you know what I'm saying? Then you go out and get Jake Funk. Now, Jake, you're going to have to bring the Funk. You have to do some things, man, because, man, a seventh-round draft pick, you got to get on them special teams, and you're really going to have to make some noise because the Rams are pretty much set. They're running back, Isaac. They got three or four of them, and they only really dress like two or three in the game, but they go out and get Jake Funk, and then they go out and get Ben Skowronic. I'm probably mispronouncing your name, Ben. Another wide receiver from Notre Dame, you know, and then they went out and got Chris Garrett, another offensive linebacker, uh, outside linebacker in the seventh round. They had three picks in the seventh round, and he kind of wrapped it up. Uh, Garrett coming in from Concordia, St. Paul. So, uh, We'll see, man. You know, the Rams got this draft done, man. They bringing some people in. Some people going to have to fight for some positions. But, you know, if I had to give them a grade, I ain't going to give them a grade. I just I just went through all the picks. I don't do all that, man. I'm just glad it's over. Now we can focus on the 2021 season. But you, you made a good point, though, because the Rams probably still are going to want to try to pick some dudes up in free agency. Yeah, man. You know, Doc, most of the time it's about, you know, uh, where guys fit on your board when you're drafting. And, you know, if you have some guys that you have graded, you've already scouted them and they're there for the taking, uh, sometimes you use your pick. Now, you're not only using your pick for, uh, you know, just for the player, but you're adding depth and you're adding competition to those positions. I mean, we've seen many a times undrafted free agency, undrafted free agents get an opportunity to go into camp and end up winning a job. One one that comes to my mind right now is the one, the kid Lindsey that played two years with uh, the Denver Broncos. I think he's with the Texans, with the uh, Titans now. But, you know, he came in his first two years undrafted, uh, rookie free agent, uh, made the Pro Bowl, and, and guys just get an opportunity. And not only that, Doc, you got to remember, man, there, there's a 17th game that's been added this year. And guys may need rest. So we've added depth to that defensive line. Uh, we've added depth to the running back position and the wide receiver position. So uh, it's going to be all hands on deck, man, when you're playing 17 games in an NFL season because it's a collision sport. I mean, and, and injuries are a part of the game. You want to be able to put your best 53 guys out on the field and uh, on uh, on the field on Sundays and get the level of production, production from these guys and have that production level not fall off by who you stick in there. 
And and another good thing, uh, especially you got those second and third round draft picks for the Rams, 2-2 and Ernest Jones, man, and even Bobby Brown. The thing about it is that they come in, ain't no pressure because none of them are expected to start. You know what I'm saying? All of them are expected to kind of, you know, 2-2 uh, can get in there and get into the rotation, but uh, none of them have the pressure of coming in having to really perform day one to have their press when everybody looking at you like, look, man, we need you to step up. So that's the pressure that's off of them. They still want to play well and perform well, but that is a good thing. They can come in and just kind of learn and not be, you know, all stressed out that I got to make plays. They want me to come make plays right now. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, just, just get that opportunity and, uh, you know, just, just to shine the light on one of these draft picks, Chris Garrett, man, he's a guy that's coming from Concordia, Concordia, St. Paul where he played Division II football. I mean, these guys want to play ball, Doc. All of their dreams is to play in the National Football League and have an organization call you and let you know that we're going to draft you, bring you into the fold, and have you compete for a job in our, in our training camp. It's special to these guys. And, and there's a lot of diamonds in the rough, Doc. So someone has to be able to develop these guys, start chipping off the coal that, that's around these guys, and let that diamond shine. And I'm sure... Uh, we'll probably be shocked who that person is or if it's more than one person is in this training camp that, that really starts to go to the top. Um, you, you look at a guy like Chris Garrett, it may be him. I mean, guys are playing with chips on their shoulders. They're not only playing for themselves, but for everything, their journey, and everybody to help them along their journey uh, to get to this point. They're playing for those people as well. Now, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way because I'm not saying anything bad about Chris Garrett or Concordia, St. Paul, or the Biz and two. But, you know, man, a lot of times in situations like this, when you got a late-round pick, you have a, you have a coach or a talent evaluator, man. They like, you know what, let me go and take one of these dudes from this, man, because I look like a genius if he comes in and ball out. Not, not, not saying you ain't deserve to get drafted in that position, but I know for a fact it's some other dudes at some of these other schools they like, come on, man. Come on. But I, I, I ain't saying this is what happened with you, Chris Garrett. I ain't saying nothing bad about you, Concordia, St. Paul, or your, your, your division. But a lot of times you get them picks, man. Like I said, dudes be like, I'm going to grab somebody from D2, man, because, it, hell, if they ain't no good, it ain't no sweat off my back. But if they, if they do something, I can say I went and got them and it looks good for me, man. Absolutely, Doc. I mean, that you know, it, you know the, the, the NFL combine and these pro days are the separators, man, because, you know, you have your, your, your body of work that's on film. And then when these teams start having an opportunity to uh, individually interview each player, that's where the separation comes. Because, you know, you know, if you're a scout and you find a guy like that, a guy like a Wayne Corbett at a Hofstra, it, absolutely, that light's going to shine on you. You may be promoted. You may be pulled from where you are to become a GM at another organization. But at the same time, the player themselves, man, they feel like, you know, once we all have an a, a even slate, I eat at the same uh, 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 breakfast and dinner table that you're eating at, and we're practicing on the same field, we all have the same opportunity to make plays, they feel like, yes, I belong here. Not only that, but I can win this job and I can thrive in this moment. So, it's all about that head-to-head competition. We all have seen it. We all had the opportunity to do it. And uh, made the best man win. And I'm going to let y'all know, Ricky, uh, 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 draft picks, uh, congratulations. You know, but uh, you're going to a situation with some grown-ass men right now. Now They're they, they going to try to bust your ass now. So you got to be ready to go, be ready to play. But, you know, hey, new L.A. Rams, congratulations. Looking forward to see what y'all can do. 
uh, looking forward to seeing what y'all can add to our squad because we do have Super Bowl aspirations next season. So let's need Sean McVay and the rest of the Los Angeles Rams front office. Man, I salute y'all. You know, if y'all like it, I love it. You know, I, I believe in you all. I know you all know what you're doing. So if these are the guys, the best guys to bring on board. I'm with you. Anything else you want to add, Isaac, before we get up out of here, bro? That's it, man. I mean, uh, you know, just just the excitement that the, the Tutu Atwells and their families experienced this past weekend and uh, uh, the, the Robert Rochelles, all of these guys, man, the Bobby Browns, they had that opportunity to really celebrate. And what, it, you know, I always like to compare it to, you're celebrating the wedding. Now. The wedding celebration is very, very awesome. The work is put in <laughs> in the marriage, Doc. So yeah. now we're married. You got to put that work in. That's film study. That's uh, that's, that's raising your game to a next level. Uh, being able to listen. You got the two ears and the one mouth. And being able to take what you get in a meeting room and apply it to a field. And, and just keep ascending, man. Just keep ascending. That's, that's you know, from my rookie year in 1994, my, my first coach, Steve Moore, that he said to me every day, Kaizen, listen, I need you to do Kaizen. I'm like, Kaizen? You know, I went to Memphis, but, you know, I went to class sometimes, but I hung out mostly in the UC. The word <laughs> Kaizen mean, the word Kaizen meant to always be increasing in Japanese, I believe. So uh, it's, it's, it's about ever increasing. So whatever it, it, it is you use to help that level of increase to, to be in, in your life as a football player, keep using it. If it's your imagination, if it's your words, go out and be forth and be great, man. Hey man, have you ta- have you given them folks their gold jacket back yet? Not yet, man. I still got it downstairs right now. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> it's still downstairs, Doc. I got you, man. I, 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 I ain't mad at you, bro. I ain't mad at you, but hey, and that's my gold jacket. It is Not your gold there. jacket. You're right. Yeah, You're right. It's, it got your name yeah. on it. You earned it. You're right. It's For yours. Sure. It's, it's 328. Funny. Number 328 right there in the lapel. Oh, that's me. Man. That's funny, man. <laughs> hey, that's going to do it for this edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. Until next week, we out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.